Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning, 730 on Wall Street. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee along with... Tom Keen, a couple of things making news out there. Moody's has cut Brazil's finance rating to junk this morning and downgraded Brazil's outlook to negative. Home improvement retailer Lowe's makes 59 cents a share, matching estimates on better than a uh, forecast revenue of $13.2 billion. That's on better than forecast comp store sales. They were up 5.2%. They're boosting their forecast for the year as well as Tom notes. That is uh, sort of in contradiction to the gloomy view of the U.S. economy. Rock bottom interest rates are sticking around for American states and cities. New York City sold yesterday general obligation debt for the first time since July, set to be followed this week by deals from Los Angeles and North Carolina. And Carlyle Group buying a majority stake in the Spanish outsourcing company Digitex. That deal expected to close in the second quarter. Now let's check in with John Tucker and get the latest headlines from around the world. John. And Michael, with a big win in the Nevada caucuses, Donald Trump has claimed a third straight commanding victory in the race for the Republican presidential nomination. Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz in a tight race for a second. Trump promised his supporters an amazing two months ahead in his bid for the White House. A deadly storm system that spawned tornadoes in the Gulf Coast states last night, expected to bring severe weather to the Carolinas by this afternoon. The man accused of randomly killing six people in Michigan had a personal store of weapons that included handguns and long guns, but there was nothing in his past that prevented him from owning as many guns as he could afford. Antonin Scalia's doctor says the justice suffered from coronary artery disease, diabetes, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, sleep apnea, high blood pressure, and several other ailments that probably contributed to his death February 13th. The public and reporters who covered the Supreme Court were unaware that Scalia had any serious health problems. At Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm John Tucker. Michael. Thank you, John. Time now for the Ray Katina Auto Group Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's John Stashow, John. All right, Mike, much-needed win for the Devils, who had lost three in a row right now on the outside looking in for making the playoffs. But they've had success with the Rangers this season, taking three of four. They scored twice in the second period, two more late in the third. In Newark, Devils beat the Rangers 5-2, to two, outshot them 36-19. to 19. They're now one point behind Pittsburgh for the last playoff spot. In Minnesota, friends, Nielsen scored twice. John Tavares is 23rd of the year. The Islanders won 4-1. to one. In Portland, start of a franchise record nine-game road trip for the Nets. They battled the Red Hot Trailblazers, but fell short 112-104. The Portland backcourt of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum both scored 34 points. Lillard's had five straight games of more than 30. Brooke Lopez had 36 in the loss. Blazers have now won six straight, 11 of 12. Next stop for Brooklyn is tomorrow in Phoenix. Knicks visit Indiana tonight. College basketball, the big game nationally was Kansas rallying to win at Baylor. Battle of top 20 teams, 66 to 60 locally. St. Peter's overwhelmed Manhattan, 61 to 40. Rutgers fell to 0 and 15 in the Big Ten, outscored 51 to 30 in the second half by a Minnesota team that was 1 and 13 in league play. The final was 83 to 61. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashauer. 
Thank you, John. We are keeping an eye on financial markets. Fear back in the saddle today and uh, riding the uh, financial markets. We're watching U.S. futures deteriorate. S&P futures down by nine-tenths right now. In Europe, it's a 2.1% drop for the stock's 600. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. Welcome back to Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. It's a risk-off day, most definitely. Oil is lower this morning. West Texas 3083, down uh, 3.2%. Brent down 2.1%, uh, $32.56. The real action today in the currency markets, the yen, 111.82, the euro, 109.63, the pound, 138.86. We've got some haven trades, and we've certainly got some Brexit trades out there. A lot of people wondering whether the uh, G7 finance ministers and even more so the central bankers are going to actually do anything this weekend when they meet in Shanghai to prop up global markets and reintroduce some additional confidence out there. Diana Choleva is a chief economist, head of research for Lombard Street, and she's, uh, never mind the pound, she's made her way over here. I don't want to see your expense report when you go back, given, uh, given uh, that it's costing you so much more to come over here now, but thank you for coming. Uh, you and I were talking off the air that a lot of uh, what is going on are concerns about what is happening in Asia, particularly with Japan. There is talk that with the yen falling as it has, strengthening as it has, uh, we're going to see more from the Bank of Japan next week. We're going to see additional, uh, they're going to go farther into negative rates. If this happens, the world economy and financial markets are on the route to a real crisis. Uh, Abenomics has largely amounted to competitive devaluation, which given Japan's primary structural problem of too much income in the business sector and too little in the household sector, has actually made the real economy situation worse there. But the real damage has been done to the rest of the world because... We are operating in a global economy which is deficient, lacking consumer demand. And competitive devaluation, if everyone goes for it from the major economy, is not going to benefit anyone. Japan is playing very dangerously also with the likelihood of this ending up in a public debt default and also an inflationary explosion, probably not through the course of this year, but when we look to 2017. It's been the Kyle Bass argument for quite some time. How do they get to an inflationary explosion? Well, look, they didn't have a private sector excessive debt and a huge need for deleveraging, which quantitative easing would offset. What they have done is QE on the front foot, and the only reason this injection of money has not spilled into the real economy is that the majority of the bonds they're buying are from banks, which are not correspondingly lending. Now, banks are running out of JGBs by the end of the year. If they step up quantitative easing as well as um, uh, lower negative rates, then the likelihood is that this will go in the real economy, but because they're not changing or improving the real trend growth rate, it's going to spill over in prices. 
quickly before we let you go, I have to ask about uh, China. Uh, the markets seem to want the Chinese to devalue. Yes, if the Chinese were to open up the capital account fully, the yuan will depreciate. And I keep stressing depreciate versus devalues because the bank of uh, the, the People's Bank of China is not intervening to devalue the yuan. In fact, they're intervening to stop it from depreciating further given the market forces. But where internationally policymakers and central bank make a mistake is to bundle China with Japan and the euro area. And that's wrong because the yuan is overvalued. China has massive, excessive capital that he has to unwind. If it tries to do that with an overvalued currency sapping export income as well, Beijing has to be some sort of magician at reform in order to produce a rebalancing towards consumer spending. In other words, China needs a weaker currency to help its rebalancing towards consumer spending. And when Secretary Liu was talking about competitive devaluation, he put China in the same pot as Japan and the euro area. And that's a serious mistake because China actually from the major economies is the only one which in terms of its structural policies, is on the right route. Diana Chaleva, thank you very much. Never enough time. Thank you for coming in. And hopefully you'll be able to afford to come back uh, soon. The pound uh, at the moment, 138.90, down almost a uh, full unit on the day. The uh, offshore UN is down by a tenth of a percent at 654.08. The official fixing, 653.80, almost down two-tenths of a percent. Time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report, brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, partnering with government and industry to apply the university's world-class research assets to innovate and spur economic growth. Learn more at njit.edu. Here's Bob Moon. My thank you, and here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Uber Technologies is starting its very first motorcycle taxi service in Bangkok, where perennial congestion leads to rush hour traffic speeds in the Thailand capital around seven miles an hour. The startup that began life as a limousine service in the affluent San Francisco Bay Area now wants to tackle the workmanlike vehicles that hordes of Bangkok residents rely on to navigate jam-packed streets. It says it can help untangle the traffic snarls that result in two-hour daily commutes. And Western Digital's plan to sell a 15% stake to a Chinese investor fell apart after the deal came under a U.S. national security review, highlighting the government's ability to chill agreements that could give Chinese companies access to U.S. technology. And that's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Thank you very much, Bob Moon. The other story we are following in the currency markets and markets overall is Brazil downgraded, and the Brazilian real falls below 4 to 3.9915. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by T2 Computing, a new kind of IT solutions company for workflow, mobility, and infrastructure. Let them explain how their expertise can help you gain greater business value. Visit T2Computing.com for more information.